Hey, hey, loves. Welcome to Galaxy Vibes. I hope you guys had a great day. Today, I'm coming to you guys um, to simply say thank you. Thank you so much for supporting me um, as I started this this station in October. And I'm so happy to, you know, get on here and basically chit chat, spill the guts, you know, <laughs> talk about the hard stuff, help us heal. If you're new here, welcome. How y'all doing? Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about some real sticky stuff. And if you would like, you can go ahead and check out some of my other episodes as well. If you're not new here, welcome back. How y'all doing? I love y'all. Thank you for coming back. So today we're going to get into it, guys. Um, I'm not feeling the best today, but it's all good. We got to do what we got to do. So today we're going to talk about body dysmorphia disorder. So I know a lot of people suffer with this disorder and this is something that's very tricky. So we're going to get into that today and we're going to break that down. We're going to talk about some ways to heal, some ways to help someone that's going through this disorder. And also I'm going to list some crystals, hey, some affirmations and things like that. So let's get into it. So what is body dysmorphia? So body dysmorphia is a mental illness involving obsessive focus on a perceived flaw in appearance. And the flaw may be minor or imagined, but the person may spend hours a day trying to fix it. And the person may even try to um, cosmetically fix the situation that they're having or fix the disorder or their appearance. And they might try to exercise to excess. And people with body dysmorphic disorder, they may frequently examine their appearance in the mirror, constantly comparing their appearance to that of others. And they avoid social situations or photos as well. So this disorder is very crippling. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the body, but everything to do with the mind. Because... When you see things with your eyes, most of the time it's your mind that shows you something different than, you know, what others might see. Because you might see something that nobody else sees, okay? So people with this disorder, they definitely see something totally different than what everybody else sees. And this is not something that, like, some people just want to get cosmetic surgery because they want to one-up somebody else. But people who have body dysmorphic disorder or body dysmorphia, they are they truly have a chemical imbalance in their brain. Like I feel so bad for people who suffer with this disorder because they literally cannot help the fact that they obsess over the way they look, okay? Like I said, it has nothing to do with the body, it has everything to do with the mind. Imagine if your mind was being tortured. For hours a day, every single day, because you cannot see what other people see. That will be, that's devastating, okay? So also, 
People who have body dysmorphic disorder disorder may constantly ask for like reassurance about their appearance. They might, you know, ask about a specific body part like and do it over and over again. Like like they might ask, is my nose too big? How does my nose look? How does my legs look? How does my stomach look? How does my hair look? Can you tell I'm balding? Can you tell it's thinning? Can you tell this? Can you tell that? Um, you know, how do my abs look? How do my back look? They're constantly want wanting reassurance that everything is okay. Even though in their mind, even you could tell them they look amazing. They're not still not going to see that because they can't see it. Okay. And they might even go through, they might meet like multiple cosmetic surgeons or, um, things of that nature to, or they might even like buy ridiculous bogus products or treatments online just to feel like, you know, they can get some type of peace of mind. But what they don't realize is you can get all the surgeries in the world or you can get all the treatments in the world. But if you don't heal your mind, it's no point in trying to keep chiseling away at your body. OK. And uh, people might also like if their hair is thinning and things like that, because it, it has everything to do with the hair. And again, let me ex- well, let me explain this. It has nothing to do with gender, both male and female alike can have body dysmorphic disorder and it can be extreme on both ends. Okay. Okay. So, or like, you know how you see on some of these TLC shows where the guys like get implants in their calves and in their pecs and they're getting implants in their biceps and triceps and things like that. Um, getting fake abs, things like that, you know? Um, yeah. Or people obsessed with getting their nose done. They might get their nose done 30 times and mess up their whole face because they feel like their nose isn't perfect enough. But again, this is mental. And because sometimes they spend hours and hours um, on extremely focusing on their perceived imperfections. It could keep them from going to work, um, spending time with their family, engaging in hobbies, things like that, because it's very time consuming. Can you imagine just standing there in the mirror for hours or constantly trying to fix what you believe is wrong with you? Okay. And um, this is because of unusual brain patterns and these unusual brain cells don't respond in a conventional way to very common stimuli so they see the world differently and that makes them believe differently so people with body dysmorphic disorder convinces themselves that the defects make them disgusting and unfit to socialize with other people and like they don't want to um they want to spare their family and friends from looking at the horrific scene that they believe that they see every day. Okay. And also, um, <clears throat> they tend to isolate themselves and some people have even attempted suicide. So this is very serious. This is nothing to joke or play around with. Okay. If you know somebody that's going through this, please get them some help. And they often believe that surgery will fix everything. Okay. Any and everything. But like I said before, surgery won't do anything. But worse than the issue, it's all about the mind. Okay. And if you 
what will help the situation or somebody that's dealing with this by transmuting that that energy or the thought patterns and behaviors into instead of something negative if the person can find a way to transmute it into something positive or transforming their thoughts then they can get the help that they need in order to um, control those obsessive compulsions okay and it will be more effective if the person has adequate support all around, like at home, um, friends, you know, if, if, if those people can have support and dying support, then that would be amazing. Okay. And remember, don't try to tell somebody like you're, I don't understand what you, what you're seeing. I don't know what's wrong with you. I can't see what you're seeing. You can't see what, you know, don't, don't say that because that person is, you know, is really going through something. They really cannot see what you see and they're not faking it or playing around. They really cannot see. Okay. So also, uh, let's see. Some of these beliefs that have stemmed or so one of the reasons why people develop body dysmorphic disorder it can be genetic it can be in your family line if someone else or a couple more people in your family line have this disorder it will be it it will be passed down at some point okay and also it could be from the belief that um from others like um somebody might have been bullied or teased or made fun of in their childhood about something so they they develop an obsession for fixing the situation. Okay, and some of um, the behaviors that you might see in someone um, when they have this disorder is they might have a fixation for like picking. They can't, it's like they can't resist the urge to fix or pick, you know, or check in them. They constantly check on them, check themselves out in the mirror. They constantly groom, you know, or pick their skin or pick scabs or, you know, imperfections or pick hair on their face and stuff like that. They constantly do this um, and they cannot help it. Okay. And they attempt to hide their perceived flaws with styling, makeup, or clothes. So, or, you know, like I said, they try to hide. And so, they, like I said before, they constantly compare their appearance to other people. They constantly say, like, oh, I wish I had a nose like Sarah. Or I wish I had hair like um, Brenda. Or I wish I had um, muscles like Bobby. Or I wish I had this like so-and-so and so and forth and so on. But really, they should be happy with who they are inside and outside. But they can't seem to see it, okay? And they have strong perfectionist tendencies, perfectionists. So they things have to be perfect or as close as perfect as possible, okay? It has to be perfect. If it's not perfect, they feel like they have to fix it, okay? And... Like I said, they will avoid social situations. So if say you're having a get together or a party 
they would feel so paranoid about how they look or, you know, what other people will think or say that they will not come. They won't do it. Or they'll say, oh, I'm coming, you know, but they don't. Or if they do come, they have heavy makeup on. It has to be something to deflect or distract every any and everybody away from the flaws that they think that they have okay and so let's see also it like if the person is in school they will constantly they won't be able to focus or concentrate your school or at work because they're constantly obsessing inside their mind about how they look or what people see. You can go in a, if they go in a grocery store, I bet you they're going to believe that everybody is looking at them and they will freak out about it. It might not be on the outside. Sometimes it might be more on the inside, but they will freak out about it. Like they're looking at me, they're staring at me They're I bet they wonder why my nose looks like this or why my hair is thin or whatever. But in reality, nobody is really looking at them. It's just their paranoia and their own insecurity about how they look, okay? So, they also might obsess over, like I said, a certain part of their body. Like, some people, they get booty implants, okay? And they're not satisfied with the regular cute booty. They won't bigger bigger or breast implants people get breast implants say they start out and they they started out a flat a okay but then they got breast implants and they bump it up to a c and they like oh one size lopsided this size not perfect so they bump it up to a d oh it's just not perfect so they bump it up to a g and an f and a z and all that crazy stuff you know but it you know it perfection is needed i guess so also, um, one might fixate on, like I said, the face, the nose, the complexion, people who go tanning and do the extreme tan, like, you know, like going from one ethnicity to the next, because you don't think that your skin is perfect. They, people do this or people that are darker skinned, they might bleach their skin because they feel like it's a stigma behind it or they don't feel like they're beautiful enough or they don't look right with darker skin. So they want to bleach their skin to become lighter. Okay. So also this can affect people, um, who obsess over wrinkles on their face. Like they, they might not even have no wrinkles, but they believe like it can be one little crease and they believe that it's just horrible. It's it's unsightly or it's, it's something that they can't even stand to see or watch, you know, but again, they can't help that or they might um, constantly pick at. Sorry if y'all heard my son. <laughs> they have no boundaries. So. <laughs> So people with acne, they might obsess, like, constantly picking, busting, popping pimples, um, worried that the scars are in their face. You know, I've had this issue where I was constantly, like, I've never really had issues with acne until the coronavirus came around. And we had to wear those masks at first. And, like, I still have the scars on my face from where my face broke out from having to wear that mask all the time. I'm not used to that. I've never really had any issues with my skin. So I found myself picking, 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 picking at my skin. 
causing sore or not sores but like spots and stuff like that and I was just like obsessed with it because I'm like oh I wonder if everybody sees this on my face like it was just so I get how that feels it's very draining so also people might um obsess with like I said before thinning hair balding um hair or they're they obsess about their skin the way their skin looks vein appearances um breast size muscle size and tone and genitalia so they'll people um with bdd they will obsess about the size of their muscles guys girls both guys and gals <laughs> so like say there's nothing wrong with being a, a female bodybuilder because at one point in time that was my dream like I really wanted to do that because I was I would feel like I was strong you guys <laughs> I used to be so strong but anyways well I still am you know don't play me but <laughs> they obsess like it could be a healthy beautiful size you know um, amount of muscle and they'll like crave more muscles like this is not enough I don't look right I need more it's like okay <laughs> if you say so so there are some triggers that people with BDD experience okay and these triggers like I explained before um, this is what triggers it. Like you can have blood relatives with BDD or obsessive compulsive disorder. And it's pretty much the same thing, but it's just adding body parts. Obsessive compulsive disorder is a vile disorder because it robs people of their time and energy throughout the day. Because people have to constantly obsess about something. and so yeah that's what acid bdd the obsessive compulsive disorder and they might have had negative life experiences like childhood teasing neglect or abuse this could have caused the body dysmorphic disorder because if someone's being teased like i said when they're little about their nose or about whatever they're going to hold on to that if they don't know how to heal and they might have experienced neglect so, because, and and then they just pick up obsessions, so, um, or abuse. So, certain personality traits, such as what we talked about before, perfectionism can trigger it. So, if you suffer from being a perfectionist, this is definitely something that can trigger body dysmorphic disorder, okay? So this is not going to be a, a super long one today because this pretty much sums up what this disorder is. It's basically when people look at themselves and they see something totally different from what the world sees, okay? And most likely they will try to cover it up with heavy makeup. I've done this. It's, you know, I'm really not, I don't like wearing a lot of makeup all the time, but if I have, I feel like it's any flaws or imperfections on my face, I will cover my face up with makeup sometimes. Sometimes I won't, I won't really care, but if it's too bad, like I will. Okay, so let's go over some ways to heal from this disorder. 
So there are a couple ways that you can heal. You can try writing in a journal, writing your feelings, like saying how this, you know, being having a session makes you feel. You can constantly write positive affirmations in your journal to help you get your mind, take your mind off the obsessions. And do not become isolated. Like, don't isolate yourself. Surround yourself with people who are, who are going to be there and who are going to help you through whatever it is that you're going through. And you de- definitely, absolutely need to take care of yourself. And, um, I wouldn't say dieting because I don't like that word because it sounds like dying. <laughs> so I would say do like a healthy lifestyle change to help you stay stable in your mind because food, different foods do help with your mental state as well. Um, <clears throat> and also, you know, you want to get some adequate rest and you want to drink lots of water. Um, fuel your body and your mind with things that are going to raise your vibration and that's going to, you know, bring you to the highest point of yourself that you can be. Okay. So you also need, you might need to join a support group. If you're struggling with BDD, please join a support group so you can have some type of other support besides your family and friends. And if you don't have family and friends, you'll have somebody in the group. Okay. You'll have people there. And this is just to help you, you know, know that you're not alone and to help you push through whatever it is that you're going through in your mind about your body, okay? And you can learn relaxation and stress management. You can, like, try aromatherapy. You can go get massages. You can, you know, if you have a whirlpool tub, sit in your whirlpool tub. If you have a jacuzzi, you practice just relaxing and, you know, unwinding and not being so uptight and stressed out about everything. So don't make important decisions when you're feeling despair or distress. Don't be impulsive, okay? Do not do it. Get plenty of rest, please. And exercise within reason. So a lot of people who have BDD, they tend to overly exercise. They will exercise themselves into a coma. Do it in within reason, moderately, for you and your body. And avoid alcohol because this only heightens the BDD. It just heightens it, okay? You can try cognitive behavior therapy, and this helps people to learn how to focus on, you know, focus less on their flaws and more on what reality is. And they can change the painful thought patterns about the body and stop doing checking behaviors, okay? You also, like I said, there are this is some triggers. You need to figure out what your specific trigger is. So when you do get triggered, you can have some type of... um mental routine or you know ritual that you can go through to transmute that energy or those feelings that you have about yourself okay and so I do have a list of crystals that I'm going to name for you right now okay (laughs) so for anxiety you can try and then this let me explain this first like with the crystals you can use these to meditate with. If you're not a meditator, <laughs> is that a word? Yeah, meditator. If you're not a meditator, 
then you can just put this put these stones in your purse in your in your wallet in your pocket in your bra you can put it at your desk in your home under your pillow in your room in the shower like wherever you want to put these things you can put it and keep it close to you that way you can reap the benefits of the energy that they provide okay so and this is to help you heal so for anxiety you can get some aventrine green aventrine green calcite emerald hematite moonstone pyrite rose quartz tourmaline labradorite tiger's eye and these can be placed also on your root chakra which is your base chakra which is right below your navel or your belly button whatever you call it tomato tomato <laughs> okay so you can put that there and while you're meditating or while you're praying you can just lay on your back and put them up under your belly button or you know you can sit up and hold the crystals up under your belly okay so those crystals help with anxiety so self for self acceptance you can try um mangano uh, calcite and you can place this on your heart chakra or you can use rose quartz as well cuz rose quartz is a go to crystal and you can do a lot of things with rose quartz especially if you're trying to work on accepting who you really are okay so also for self-esteem you can try rose quartz moss agate citrine hematite rhodonite and opal these Crystals are really good with helping you um, build your self-esteem, you know, build yourself up. All these crystals are really great. I have pretty much all of these crystals and they really do help you look at yourself in a different light and to finally accept who you truly are on a soul level, on an energetic level. And but also seek some therapy, seek counseling if you need to get some type of therapy so you can talk about how you feel, especially if you don't have anybody to talk to. Okay, please do that because it's really going to help, especially you know, when it comes to transmuting your thoughts into something totally different than what you're used to doing or something you've been doing your whole life, it's hard to break old patterns but it can be done okay so at this point i'm going to give you some <clears throat> give y'all some positive affirmations that you can say to yourself even if you're not dealing with bdd honey you can still use these affirmations because they can still help you in your everyday life i love these affirmations i speak them over myself and they really do help okay so y'all know what to do can't find my bell. My son been in here probably messing with my bell. So I will ring the bell to clear the energy, but just pretend I am. <laughs> and take a deep breath in and out just to get some, some space and flow going through your lungs. And so um, as I say these affirmations, I'm going to give it a little pause afterwards. That way you guys can repeat it after me or you can write it down or whatever you need to do. 
And you can always look on Google for positive affirmations, okay? So, here we go. I love my body and myself. I am perfect and complete just the way I am. I know the answers and solutions. My brain is my sexiest body part. My life is what I make of it. I feed my body healthy, nourishing food and give it healthy, nourishing exercise because it deserves to be taken care of. I want to feel focused and calm, not overwhelmed. I deserve to love myself. I am bold, brilliant, and beautiful. It's only a thought and a thought can be changed. All right, lovely people, my loves, my beautiful family. So that's it for today. I am D-O-N-E done, honey. So those affirmations are beautiful affirmations that you can set yourself. And if you're into doing um, aromatherapy or anything like that with candles or just oils, you can try using lavender and like lemon and things like that to lift the mood to, um, you know, bring some positivity into your space and to relax your mind so you, you don't have to be obsessive and compulsive and things like that, okay? I know that helps me a lot. It might make me a little sleepy sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> I love it. So, you guys, if you have any questions or concerns or you have anything to add, you can feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Queen Brenna CEO. You can also find me on Facebook at Sabrina Smith. And also... I want to let y'all know, if you guys would like to donate to my channel, feel free to do so, or my station, I'm sorry, feel free to, feel free to do so on Anchor. Um, the, the section of it is right above the episodes, so you can do that. This is just going to help me grow my station, and this is going to help me get the proper tools that I need in order to make this a better situation, okay? Because I love what I do, and I hope you do too. If you don't donate, I still love you. All right. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you have a beautiful day, evening, morning, night, whatever it is when you're listening to this. <sighs> Get some help, guys, if you need it. Our mental health is the most important thing there is out here. If your mind is not right, nothing else will fall into place. Your heart won't be right. Your soul won't rest well or be right, you know. Your body won't feel the same. Like, nothing will operate properly if your mind is out of whack. Okay? So, I love you guys. Thanks for listening in. Come back and see me the next time. 
All right. And as always, may you fly higher than the galaxy, dripping in love and light. Let's get it, family. Let's go. Namaste. Have a good day. Bye.